Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, answer some tough questions. By the way, I just noticed my internet speed is really slow today. I hope it won't be choppy. I found sometimes if mime choppy, at least the, the audio isn't. So I hope this will work for us well today. Let's move ahead, okay? We're talking about the creation-evolution debate. And a lot of people out there can't claim that science has disproven the Bible. And when they say this, they're not talking about physics or chemistry. They're talking about evolution. And this theory of evolution has come to take to, to predominate so much of scientific thought, even though specifically it relates to the field of biology. But when those who claim that science has disproven the Bible and Genesis and evolution has done this, they miss out on what the most fundamental thing of all, and that is where did life come from? How did life begin? And can I tell you, the evolutionists really don't have an answer for this. Now, they do have an undying faith that someday they'll find an answer. They're convinced that if they search long enough, they know the answer is there. But lo and behold, um, it's a long, long way before they could ever get to that spot. What have they proposed in the past? I'd like to run through a couple things. Back in Darwin's day, they believed in what was called spontaneous generation. They'd look at a pond, they'd see there's nothing in the pond, then later there'd be algae, and, and, and then later on there'd be tadpoles and frogs. And they'd say, see, life just can come from, um, from the water. And likewise, they'd lay out maybe a piece of, of meat or something, and after a while, some maggots would be on there, and, and I mean, after days or whatever. And they'd say, see, life can begin spontaneously. Well, along came another biologist by the name of Louis Pasteur. You've probably heard of him if you drink milk because your milk was pasteurized. And indeed, Louis Pasteur, probably as a biologist, has saved more lives. His work has saved more lives than any biologist ever. And Pasteur gave us the idea of where he disproved this because he said there's bacteria there. You can't see it. They didn't have the capacity to see it yet, but he proved it was there and he proved that there was microscopic life all along. So they did away a spontaneous generation. No one believes that anymore. Later on, they, in the 1950s, they came up with what's called the Miller-Ulrich uh, experiments, which, uh, which created what they thought was the primordial soup, and they put energy into it. And for a millisecond or so, some amino acids appeared. They died immediately. They never reproduced. People said that was life in a test tube. Well, it wasn't really life in a test tube. I'm sorry, it wasn't. And then finally, there's more recently, in the five, six years ago, they are doing in a, in a lab what they call synthetic life, which again is just some brilliant scientists taking um, time. I'm getting messages about poor audio. If that's the case, drop out. I'll, I, I will um, upload a fresh copy here in about half an hour that won't have this problem. I apologize. So anyway, um, if it, with the synthetic life, all they're doing is showing that brilliant scientists can take what we already have and create life out of it. But is that really creating or is it just what the Bible says? And so let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in Genesis 1, over and over again, it says that God creates plant life and then sea life and then land life, birds, 
animals, and finally human life, and he made it so that it would reproduce after its own kind. It would reproduce after its own kind. Um, isn't that what we see? Isn't that what we see? You know, we know that life now, the second part, does indeed reproduce after its own kind. I mean, dogs have dogs. Dogs don't have fish. Fish don't have dogs. Life reproduces after. Birds have birds. Oak trees produce oak trees. All of life reproduces after its own kind, just as the Bible indicates. On the other hand, somewhere life had to begin. And everybody acknowledges, whether you're in the creation or the the evolution side, someone had to say something had to have happened that's not typical, doesn't happen often, maybe never before. What the Bible presents is that God created life, and after this creation event, after the six days of creation, then when God rested, there was never another creation of life after that, that from then on, all that happened is God would reproduce existing life and that it would reproduce after its kind. Sometimes people say to me, you know, creationists have no predictions. Well, sure we do. We predict that all life will reproduce after its own kind. They predict differently. They acknowledge that normally that would happen, but they say throughout history there's been times, there's got to have been times, where, where one form of life, it may have been slow, it may have been gradual, but it crossed over where one form of life produced a different form of life. Sorry, that's not what the Bible says. This is a fundamental distinction where we make predictions, they make predictions, and the truth is our prediction always has come true. We've never seen anything other than what we have predicted. Life will reproduce after its kind. They've not been able to create life. The Bible says life came from God. And doesn't that make sense? Keep in mind that this creation is made to glorify God. This creation is to his glory. And the creation reveals to us things about the divine nature of God. What's more true about God than that he's alive? There's all kinds of people out there that say they believe in a higher power, an energy source, something of this nature. But the Bible teaches that God is alive and his life is seen in his creation. Again, I've mentioned here before, sometimes an atheist will say they see no evidence of God whatsoever. And what I would point out is open your eyes because life is all around us. It's everywhere. It's in the soil. It's in, it's in the animals. It's in the bugs. It's in the trees, the plants. It's in the ocean. It's in the skies with the birds. It's in us. Everything is alive. Look at what it says in John chapter 1. We've not looked at Jesus, his part in creation until today, but as we talk about this, let's look at what it says of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing has come into being that has come into being. Now catch this, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. When we talk about our religion, our faith, our beliefs, our God, Our God is a living God. He's a life-giving God. Life comes from God, and his life is exhibited and seen everywhere. Throughout the Bible, there's such an emphasis on life because the enemy of 
of the way of God, the enemy of God's kingdom, the curse that's come upon us through sin is death. But our God is a life-giving God, and our God is a God not only of giving life, but when sin brings death, our God is a God of redemption, and our God is a God of resurrection. And so when you think of our God, you think of life, 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 life. Our God is the living God. He's not a stone. He's not an idol. He's not carved. He doesn't come from a tree. He's not, he's not a, a God of nature that is inanimate. He's not a higher energy force. He is the living God. And indeed, life comes from him. And so when we discuss this issue of where does life come from, not only do, do we have the better answer scientifically, you see, theirs is theirs spontaneous generation has been disproved. The the life in the test tube didn't really happen. The synthetic life, all that's doing is smart people really kind of rearranging what God, God already put here. But God was that original maker of life. And now we know it's called the law of biogenesis. Life comes from previous life. Scientists are trying to disprove that, but life comes from previous life. Original life, it came from the living God. After God created life, it just reproduces, just as the Bible says, after its kind, every single time. People say to me, is there any evidence for our faith? Well, yes. I tell them yesterday, just yesterday, billions of times, our prediction, our hypothesis was put to a test, and that is that life would reproduce after its kind. And in 100% of the cases, it reproduced after its kind, no exception. Now, you might laugh and say, the evolution well, obviously it does. It happens over such a slow time, you can't see it. But let me tell you, what we do observe is exactly what the Bible predicted and exactly what we see. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you that you are the life-giving God. You are the creator of all that is seen and unseen. You're a creator of us the seas, the, the fish, the birds, the animals, the heavens, the earth, and you are the maker, you're the creator of life, and it came from you. We praise you as the, you're the living God. Might we be alive today? How we pray, Father, for people we know who are dead in their trespasses and sins, they're separated from you because the wages of sin brings death, and how we pray they'd find the, the gospel, the message, they'd find Jesus Christ, who is the giver of life. Jesus, we thank you. Death couldn't hold you down. The grave couldn't hold you. You rose from the dead because you are alive, the source of life, and you resurrected. And we will too. And we thank you that one day we will rise and live with you forever and ever. We bless you today. We worship you. We thank you that you have the answers. We acknowledge you as our creator. And as such, you are the sovereign over our life. We're so glad that you love us. We're so glad you're God of redemption and salvation. And for this, we give you praise and glory. We give you this day to walk in your ways, to shine the light of Christ and the life of Christ wherever we go. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, God bless you. So, so glad to have you along with me today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it. If you're new, welcome. I hope you find this message challenging. I hope you give it some thought consider it and how the Christian faith really has answers, not only for the mind, but for the heart, because Jesus is the giver of life. He wants you to have life. And if you don't really have it, if you don't have God, 
you don't have life. If you're not close to God and in relationship with God, you don't really have, you might be existing, but that's the difference between existing and having life that God intended you to have, abundant, powerful, wonderful, victorious. I hope you will experience that through faith in Jesus Christ. Come back and join our community. We believe in getting to the Word of God every day. There's power in the Word of God. Once a week, 30 minutes a week, just getting a sermon once a week or sporadically, you're not going to really grow that way. We need to get in the Word of God daily, so we hope that you will join us. Subscribe, hit the notify button, leave a comment below. I'd always like to know where you're from. And to those of you here daily, regularly with us, I love you guys. So glad to have you along. Let's make sure and tell your friends, spread the word. And until we meet tomorrow, might God fill you with joy and peace. Remember, you've got something the world didn't give you. Don't let the world take it away. God gave you life. Let's keep living in, within, in that life with him, okay? God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.